This is 105.9 The Region, and you're listening to Discovery, the radio show for podcasters. Your content, unfiltered. This is Discovery. Hello, and welcome to Discovery. I'm your host, Cal Steiger. In the past, we featured podcasts created by students in the radio and broadcasting programs at Durham College. For the next seven weeks, we're thrilled to be featuring podcasts from the students currently in the broadcasting program at Durham College. On today's episode, we have two podcasts to share, starting with Colin and PJ as they chat about their experiences of working in the media industry. Following up, we hear some NHL discussions on Off the Puck. Let's have a listen. Hey everyone, my name's Colin. I'm PJ, hello. We're doing, uh, just talking about our time from working in media, sort of our experiences, uh, misconceptions, and our perspectives from our time. I mean, to be fair, most of my time working in media was just, like, back when I was in college, doing, like, what was it, uh, radio shows as in uh, SOTS. Yeah. yeah. SOTS and all that. Yeah, I'm currently taking the class where we have to make those uh, on my phone, and I actually just got my phone upgraded uh, so I can... it. The video quality on it is fantastic. It's uh, Motorola, which they make a good product. I remember doing like, I, I forget exactly what it was about, but it was, I had the, I was outside of my old school and it was, it was during winter time and it was freezing cold and I had to record something and there was just like struggling to do that because like my phone would also pick up all the cars going behind me. Oh yeah. And it's freezing outside. By the time I actually get the take done with how cold it was, like my phone's almost dead. Oh. No, the battery life on mine is really good. So I have thankfully not run into any issues like that but uh my problem is i only has the USB-C input and no audio jack input so i can't use a laugh mic thankfully i use a uh, adobe podcast okay so it like kind of cleans up the audio and it turns out pretty well okay uh, aside from like a few like glitches and muffles and all that fun stuff but other than that, I do really like the radio aspect of it, you know, just because I, I don't have to show my face. Mm. I can just sort of sit back here and talk and then let uh, the listener make their own assumptions. I mean, I'm fine with showing my face, but it was like the video. I, 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 I wasn't ever a fan of like the more video things, but that's because like I just found it more hard to like edit videos and stuff like that. It just always seemed way more difficult because it's just like the splicing it the different things you have to do with the audio it's so trial and error yeah where like you have to be like really patient when you're learning it i just uh for my voice acting stuff i just learned how to make like comic dubs and just did one with like some uh persona for characters with a friend uh and he taught me like how masking were where like you put it over the speech bubble yeah, and so, but it's so trial and error, and it can, it, it can take like a lot of time out of it. Yeah. Uh, uh, put editing together sots wasn't too bad because yeah, just like you put this clip here, that clip there, voiceover here. Mm. So as long as like you have like a pre preconceived notion on like what you're doing, then you should be fine. I always find shooting the B roll is like the most fun. Yeah, because it's just like. I don't know. It's just like, okay, I'm just going to go to this part of the campus and take like, here's an, uh, like a 
15 second shot of some trees in the back yeah just like, that's why like, i usually just stuff. count to eight um yeah i think i think there was like one where i was like i i couldn't get any more b-roll so i what i did is i made like an archive folder of b-roll i didn't use from past thoughts so there was just like this one random shot of like a chair <laughs> up against a window of like the story of the bus terminal oh my and it comes like right at the end, and it's so out of place. But I, I although that year is still received well, but yeah, I think uh, I think the only thing I just didn't like about B roll was just like when you have to like get a shot, but there's people in the area. Uh, it's like I don't want to sell any of you guys. That's weird. But it's like I got to get the cafeteria shot. It's actually important. And then like uh, finding like the courage to like interview people on the street. I hated the It was like weirdly a crowning achievement part of like what was it we had the like it was about the school election or something like that and it's like i did not want to talk to anyone because i'm not a people person and then apparently one of the people running for it actually came across us and it's like yeah we'll do an interview and she was like okay wow where you actually got one of yeah. the people running for for the radio i sh for the radio show i do for riot radio um Thankfully, I haven't gotten to do streeters yet. I am on News Reporter tomorrow, so I think I might have to go get the three news literally tomorrow. I have uh, that because still, I just I'm not a people person. But it's like yeah. so getting like the, one of the people running for the thing was like actually amazing, and she was like very sweet. I think we got like some like vote for me stickers or something from her, Ooh. and then I think she actually did end up winning. So good for her. Oh, nice. I forgot. Well, I mean, you wouldn't get far by telling them. So like. By cussing them out, but yeah, yeah. Thankfully, there hasn't been any like horror stories on like getting uh speakers on campus. Though I'm really nervous about that. But also, one thing I am excited for is uh, I do get an excuse to put together a commercial demo reel. I already have a character demo reel out on my YouTube. I'm gonna get another one going up shortly. Um, and then I'm going to get a commercial one going for when I send this one out to, uh, for my placement. Weirdly enough, didn't we, I mean, I don't think I did it. I can't remember, but like back in high school, I remember we had that like one computer class. <laughs> didn't they do like a commercial assignment as well? Now that I think about it. Yeah. I think it was something like that. Or I couldn't tell if it was like a commercial or a PSA. It might have been a PSA. Then it maybe it was both or something. Cause I can I can see a teacher just wanting to do like both or like maybe it depends on like what grade you were in. Seventh or eighth grade we had to do a commercial or something. I'm thinking also high school too, because I remember taking an act computer class. Right. Yeah. I I mean it could have been either or. Honestly, yeah. Yeah. We, we didn't we didn't take the uh we we were both in the same program for DC but you already graduated two years and I I started in 2022 so I I would have started sooner but I took a gap year or well no I took a victory lap from high school honestly smart was just like because yeah I like what was it i started it everything was fine midwife for the year COVID, and all that happened and then it's just like you know I'm just stuck at home 
I gotta just do all these assignments, which was like still like they were fun to do, like making our own radio show and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But there's like there there's a difference between like okay now where it's like okay maybe the teacher's late so we're just gonna like zoom at home. Then it's like okay you we basically just can't go outside and we have to do these assignments. And it's like even if they are fun, there was just a struggle of like I just don't feel it anymore. If you get what I mean. Yeah, it, it, it is easy to, like, kind of get lost in your cooth up at home. Yeah. Like, still, there was, like, very fun assignments, but, like, even those ones just kind of felt like a struggle to do. I'm just, like, I'm so tired. I just, I don't know, just let this all be over with. For me, when I first started, it was easy for me because I sort of treated every assignment like I was getting in lines for, like, one of my voice acting projects Mm. so but then the second reading week hit i just started procrastinating and yeah the procrastination still hits me a little bit to this day so it really is just trying to uh overcome all that yeah i just remember like there there was like assignments where it's like it's due next week and i haven't done anything because i'm just like struggling but luckily our teachers were very much like you know what, we're just going to move it because we understand how terrible this is. Which was very nice, but it's like, like, still, like, some of the assignments were easy. It's just like, okay, film, like, a video where you're a fly flying around, and it's like, I make a silly little video, and it's like, it's easy, but it's just like, still, at home, we're not having fun. But I think, like, still, the, personally for me, like, I, I love doing all the audio stuff, so, like, Craig's assignments where it's just like you got to make like a week by week radio show that I think that was some of the stuff that just like helped me get also shout out to Craig Robertson love Craig gosh love his classes but yeah like the the week by week radio show of just like okay weather something going on in Durham right now and then we just have like a segment of like a bunch of like different fun stuff that was like that helped me get through a lot because that assignment was so much fun to work on. I find the ones where you get a lot of creative freedom, yeah, are the ones that are that are the best. And while I'm doing my uh, radio uh, station, is I'm making a designated alternative rock radio station for Durham because there's one in Peterborough, there's one in Toronto, and there's none for Durham, which is kind of like the uh, bridge point between Peterborough and Toronto. So that's sort of the angle I'm trying to go with this. I just remember, I, oh, was it? I called mine PJ the Obscure, and then it's like, I actually made a pretty cool-looking logo that I was proud of. And I still, it's just like, basically it was me picking songs that I just really liked that I'm like, because my music taste is so weird that not a lot of people just listen to what I hear. But then, like, obviously I had to get... The uh, uh, CanCon. Yeah, yeah. It's always like... Okay, this is a song I really like, and this is a song that's like, I've never heard of it before. It's all right, but King Kong rules. But it was like still very fun, and then mm-hmm. like explaining like little facts about it and just making a little commercial for your show. Yeah. And, and well, that's like the thing of like CanCon for my station. Like, there's a lot of good Canadian alternative artists. Like, yeah. Uh, like, like Sloan, uh, well, Tragically Hip, you know, if it's Canadian alternative music, that's like, you can't not have that. And as well as like more local indie artists, which I always think it's great to shine a light on those. I mean, loves it. Doesn't Durham have like its own indie rock band sort of thing as well? Yeah, I, I think there is something like that. College. 
Yeah. You know, I am going to hopefully use this station to like lean into that. I think there's also like a show where they like bring on a different indie band as well or something like that. Yeah. Uh, for um, the song where we have to make our own TV show, someone did one called Miked Up where they bring in a local band to do like an interview and performance. Ooh. And so that was a really exciting thing to watch the show i'm doing for that is called hollywood ranked where uh i but i'm only in charge with writing voicing over and editing the uh trivia break but uh it's basically just like ranking uh favorite movies from like an actor or like certain genre Ooh, that actually sounds like a lot of fun yeah i think it's on youtube i i can show it but i do all the um because we just did an episode on Keanu Reeves, and it's so funny while the hosts uh, dressed up at like had like the Matrix costume, like the glasses and the trench coat, and he committed to it as well. Shout out! I was still in the Matrix. I haven't seen the Matrix. I think I saw it when I was like really young, but like I I feel like I need to rewatch it now because I. I, I wouldn't under I didn't understand much of it. I think the only movie I've actually seen with Keanu Reeves in it was like uh, Bill and Ted. It was literally like the first Bill and Ted movie, and that's about it. Okay, yeah, that's that's fair. Bill, Bill and Ted's a good one. I think that was in like the top three, and then uh, there's another segment where we basically do streeters on like what their favorite uh, movie is. I think we're doing uh, female superheroes for the next one. Seems like it's gonna be hard in the sense that like there's just not really a lot of movies out about them. Or what like you also do like comic books and stuff, right? Yeah. Okay, then yeah, I was just thinking movies. Well, I mean, like there's always like Wonder Woman, Black Cat. So there's a lot of things you can like lean into. True. But it is also something I've used to put on my voice acting resume because I I kinda like do my uh trivia section as like sort of like almost like you're watching a TikTok. Okay. In a way. Uh and no, there's not like a second screen showing like mobile game footage. That was like literally what I was just picturing in my head of just like no green, like you being like, uh, you know, film Ted was a great movie and then Subway Surfing and just slime makings <laughs> at the bottom. Yeah. And the family guy clip on top. It's always it's always a new show that they get invested in. I find I think it's still Family Guy. I mean, I haven't seen the trend as much lately, but like to me, it feels like it's a still Family Guy. Yeah, I I, I see like sometimes it's South Park. On a few rare occasions, it's The Simpsons. Yeah. I, I'm I'm hoping they get like Seinfeld clips on there or American Dad. American Dad's like actually exploding. So I'm American because I think Steph still writes for American Dad. He doesn't write for Family. Guy. Yeah, he like let he voices still for Family Guy, but he like actually writes for American Dad. And I just keep hearing good things about it. Yeah, that's good. But it does look like we are gonna have to put a cap in it for now because we have just reached the end of our show. So thank you very much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed our ramblings about our time working in media. That was actually a lot of fun. And I'm Colin Ashworth. I'm BJ. Hello. Thank you very much. Till next time. Featuring our second podcast from students of Durham College, here's Off the Puck. 
Welcome to our podcast called Off the Puck Podcast. This podcast is all about the NHL. It's the most interesting, the most random hockey talk you will ever hear. I'm joined by my co-host, my friend, Byron Edmondson. How are you doing on this? I am doing great. Snowy it is. It is awful looking outside. It is. It really... It's a mess up my window. Um, and after I'm done recording this podcast with you, I am shoveling the snow because my parents make me and it should be <laughs> miserable time. Hey, I'm in the same boat. <laughs> um, speaking of miserable, um, on one side you have the Edmonton Oilers that are, you know, doing very well. Um, and on the other side. We have uh, what seems to be the most disappointing, I guess you would say, uh, teams I have ever seen cheered for. Can I, can I guess what team that is? I'll go right ahead. I wonder what it is. It's not about the Maple Leafs. I'll tell you that much. Is it the Pittsburgh Penguins? Wow. Who would have thought? You are correct. Um, yes, the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, but I want to... Talk about the Edmonton Oilers. I'm sure you're happy where you're at, um, where the team's at. And I got some, you know, breakdowns of, of the Edmonton Oilers, if you don't mind. The Oilers in the Pacific Division are third. They played 49 games. They won 31 of them and lost 17 of them. And they have 63 points. Um, above them is the Golden Knights with 68. And Vancouver Canucks surprisingly uh who would ever thought i'd be saying that with 78 points leading that division obviously uh, i mean uh what's your thoughts on the oilers right now are you i'm sure you're happy um it's being quite the roller coaster it has it started off just uh, awful i i didn't lose hope i knew that we are like we are notoriously a very streaky kind of team so we will go through quite excessive slumps and then we'll have our highs um unfortunately the start of this season was very very disappointing i believe it was two nine and one for our record for the first 13 or so games 12 or 13 games and now i mean we just lost to the Vegas Golden Knights um, to end our 16-game winning streak, second longest in the NHL. So what's not to love about that? I I love the dedication by the team in recent days. You know, it was upsetting that Jay Woodcroft had to, uh, had to kick the bucket as far as his coaching goes on the Oilers. He's, he's not actually dead, but his time with the Oilers had to come to an end, and we bring in yet another new coach. And, I mean, he's done well. He's done well. His record is, I think he's only lost six games under the Oilers. It's probably the best start to any coach's notebook, I guess. Like, it, what could you ask for? It's going quite well. I think that the players on our team that were slumping, they've kind of like gotten to a groove. It's things are clicking more than they were. 
We hired Paul Coffey as our assistant coach, and I think that has that has helped. It's kind of brought perspective to the D pairs, and I know he's. I believe the quote was, "If you're not willing to make plays, then get off my team." So that's that's probably some tough love that the Oilers notoriously don't have. I know our last few coaches have been very soft on the team, especially Tippett. Woodcroft, Woodcroft had a bit more fire to him, which was better because some of these players like McDavid, he, he's best player in the league, but even he needs to hear the harsh realities of it if we're ever going to win a cup. So yeah, things are going good. The power play, uh, 26%, third best uh, in the league. Penalty kill, you know, 13 best with 80%. You guys are, you know, seventh in face-offs of 52%. Goals for, you know, 3.51, fourth best. Goals against, you know, you know as maybe you guys give up uh, a lot of goals. You know, you're a very high-scoring team, I would think. You guys also have, you know, a somewhat, um, just like the Metropolitan Division, and I guess in any division, um, you know, you got a lot of competitiveness. And you guys are also ninth in goals against at 2.82. Yeah, I think I would agree. I think you you guys, you know, you got rid of your coach before and put what and you found a new one and you guys um you know guys are clicking and it's been working out for you guys. And um you feel like, you feel that the 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 pressure is on your team that the they have to carry Canada's um Stanley Cup. Uh, dreams, hopes. It's definitely a very pressurized market in Edmonton. You know, you have the best player in the league, Connor McDavid. Uh, it, it's not much of a question anymore with the caliber player he is, the points that he puts up, not only goals, but the sheer amount of assists. It's out of this world what that player can do. So the pressure is on, not only on the team, but on him specifically to bring a Stanley Cup to not only Edmonton, to reignite this dynasty for the Oilers that is probably one of, if not the best dynasties in NHL history. I know like the 1996 Edmonton Oilers was voted the best team in any major sport history just in, in general perspective of what the players they had. So that kind of pressure daunts on every single player in that locker room. But I feel like it, it weighs in more on McDavid. He feels his responsibility is to bring that cup to Edmonton, but it is a team effort. You have players like Dreisaitl who are is playing as good as he is over these last few seasons he's definitely up there among the best in the nhl right now and it's not only mcdavid mcdavid may have kind of boosted him near the start of their kind of pairing and their careers but dry holding his own for the most part nowadays and it's good to see the team around them kind of shape into an actual contending team 62 that... points by the way for dry so far sorry 62 points he has exactly and he's he's absolutely killing it it's, and he's chipping he's chipping in as well 25 goals as well and yeah, 30 and sorry 
25 goals and 37 assists as uh, he's chipping in as well. It's fantastic. A, a standout player that I've rooted for since his days playing only in the Condors, Dylan Holloway. He is just coming back from injury, which it, it, it's scary to see your young prospects go down like that with an injury. That's taken them out of the, the whole mix for, it was over a month. But he's back at it and he has three goals. And I've said it before, you give this kid ice time and he will produce for you. And that's nothing shy of what I want to see from this team. You are a contending team, but you also need to worry about your prospects and how they're developing. Stuart Skinner has, like, he's probably the Oilers' best prospect. And I mean, he's now their full-time starter by circumstance, unfortunately. That pressure's definitely weighed a ton on him. And I'm just hoping we can find another goalie, perhaps at the deadline, that will kind of help out Stuart Skinner. But it, the pressure is on for the entire team. Yeah, he's played 37 games. And yeah, 24 for that person in his, in his second season in the NHL, and he's 25 years old that's it's the pressure is on you know not amazing we gotta talk about uh one of the most depressing teams i've that i'm watching right now and that's the pittsburgh penguins uh it's, it's not to happen <laughs> it's not fun it's one of was it you know, is it finally the end of the Crosby era? Who are seven points out of a playoff spot or a wild card spot? Um, they got absolutely demolished last night against the Florida Panthers, and then last game before that, they lost again. And they, I think, they're on a two game losing streak. It is not fun. Um, obviously, I want to start off um, quickly by saying. Um, Graves, Riley Smith, disappointing. Raquel, very disappointing. I think if you're a Dubas, you need to figure something out and you need to move those players out right away. I, I think Graves is not mature enough. Um, Riley Smith came off with Las Vegas and I thought, you know, a good move for the Penguins to bring in a person who just won the Stanley Cup with the Golden, uh, Vegas Golden Knights. And he would help out and he started out pretty promising in, in the start and and he was paired with i think what was it the malkin lineup and 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 hasn't done anything since and has fallen off and has gone cold um same with uh rust um brian rust uh again a player that everybody has been looking for with the penguins move and uh obviously they decided to stay with him um you have um you know, you have Carter. And I'm all saying this, this, I gotta preface this. Penguins are the oldest team in the NHL. And that just, you you gotta be a young team in this league now. And, you know, gone are the days where the older you are, the more, the more veterans you have, the better. I, I think that's been, you know, gone for a while now. I think the greatest teams, you know, the Colorado Avalanche, the Vancouver Canucks, the Toronto Maple Leafs, the Edmonton Oilers, um, every team, um, the every team has gone younger, 
and, and it shows how successful they are. Um, Sidney Crosby having arguably the greatest season so he's had um, he's had um, since his rookie year or when he first entered the league. Um, our goalies have been Jari and Ned has been, you know, um, Jari has been playing well. I don't even know where you know, start with this team. I think Dubas needs to move that bottom six, retool that. And I'm not saying do a full rebuild. I think they need to do a slow rebuild and retool. I think I still have confidence in this team. It, not this season, I don't think. I think they will miss the playoffs uh, unfortunately especially they need to win games and they're just not winning games and i don't think this team has enough grit i don't think this team has the desire to win um if you watch you seen highlights of last night's game they had no desire they were just frustrated the best player on this team by far is sid and the two goalies um bringing in eric carlson i thought eric carlson um was supposed to be the savior of this team and at the start, did not work out. The power play has been abysmal. I, You can go on and on. I think we were 0-32 starting the season. I don't know. There, This power play should have been lethal. And it's not. It's been a disaster. I think I have vented enough. Um, I got a headache. And uh, thank you everyone for joining in, listening in to the Off The Puck podcast with my co-host, my friend, Byron Edmondson. And um, I will see you guys next time. That's it for Discovery this week. Head to 1059theregion.com to catch this or any previous episode of Discovery or search for Discovery wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Thanks for listening. Discovery, the radio show for podcasters, exclusive to 1059 The Region. Expand your audience and extend your reach. Send us your podcast, info at 1059theregion.com.